0: Welcome to the Ecobot Podcast, where we dive into what matters most for 21st century wetland scientists. And let's continue on our journey in respect to the convergence of technology and wetland science. I'm your host, Jeremy Shavey. On today's episode, I'm joined by several preeminent scientists and technologists discussing new tech tools we're using to de-risk projects, and increase efficiency of the regulatory and scientific workflow. I believe that the digital ascendance of biological resources is critical for enhancing environmental resiliency, designing low impact infrastructure, mitigating climate change, balancing anthropogenic needs and planning strategic conservation. Without the conversion of vital biological resources into digital and geospatial formats, the impacts of climate change and ever-growing human needs will continue to be amplified, reducing the viability of the natural as well as the human environment. So it is thus critical for scientists in the field to help collect this vital biological data in a geospatial context. This powers better planning for the future as well as enhancing regulatory compliance and ultimately helping guide appropriate policy implementation. And that is part of our mission here at ECOBOT. Joining me today, are a panel of scientists and software engineers who maintain similar goals. Doug Morgenthaler from Esri and four scientists from Holloway Environmental, including Kelly gonzalez brezavar Ali Altimus, Casey Clark, and Christopher Garza. Let's begin with Ali Altemus.
1: Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate the introduction and thank you for having us here today and thank all of you for joining us. Uh, Just a brief introduction to who we are as a company. Uh, Holloway Environmental Plus Communications is a small woman owned business. We do uh, a range, a diverse range of environmental services, uh, more than just wetland delineations. We do threatened endangered species surveys, species specific surveys phase one environmental site assessments, and then for our federal clients and federally sponsored projects, NEPA documentation and communications and public involvement. So a little different than than most environmental companies with that communications component to it. But for today, we'll focus on on our wetland delineation portion of our, our work. Our team is based in the Houston Harris County region and we work primarily in Texas. Our company began in 1994, and a lot has changed since 1994. I definitely identified when you mentioned about only working certain times a day, I remember thinking our PDOT, like we're done, <laughs> we can't work anymore, no satellites. So things have changed a lot. And there are so many more tools available to help reduce risk to projects and improve efficiency in field work. Jeremy mentioned that we kind of have a panel today. Uh, I've got my, my top team here. These are our senior scientists at Holloway Environmental. And then uh, I am a professional wetland scientist. I'm the director of environmental services. I've been in this industry for about 14 years. Feels like forever, but I do enjoy what I do. Kelly, she is our environmental team lead. She is an expert in coastal ecology. She's also a drone pilot and a uh, US Fish and Wildlife Service permitted uh, biologist for uh, several coastal species. Uh, and has been in this industry for over a decade herself, and is also a professional wetland scientist. Casey, uh, she is one of our environmental field leads. She's a wildlife biologist. We stole her from the Houston Zoo. She is a bird nerd and a drone pilot and an excellent delineator, Chris Garza. He is a field lead as well. He's an ecologist, a certified arborist, a GIS specialist, and his titles go on and on about all the things that he's an expert in. We uh, got him from the Houston Arboretum, and he is passionate about insects and fungi. So that is my very unique team, and uh, we tackle on a lot of really cool projects. So I wanted to talk today about uh, the tools that we use to uh For efficiency in the field. In the just last year, this is very relevant to us. We really needed a new GPS. Our GPS was most definitely out of date. And so we started as the director, I needed to justify how we were going to spend our money because these tools aren't cheap. And so we had to do some cost comparisons and find the hardware that worked best for us. This also happened around the same time that. Wetform merged with ECOBOT. So we previously used Wetform in order to uh, enter our data from field in the office. And we needed to find a hardware that was compatible with the ECOBOT software. So that was efficient and kept us all sane. Uh, So not having to juggle too, too much in the field. So Chris really kind of led up the demoing these different options in the field. So I'm going to let him kind of speak towards... What different hardwares and softwares that we tried, Chris?
2: Thanks, Allie. Yeah, so like Allie said, we needed a new GPS. We were using the Geos uh, from the six thousand series, and so what seemed like the next logical option would be the Geo Seven X. We were most familiar with it because we had already had the Geos from the six thousand series, but this you know required us to use TerraSync. We still were bringing out field maps in addition to. Uh, what we had on the geos. Um, We were using notebooks to record our data at our sampling locations, and then we would go back from the field and take that data that we collected and put it into web forms. But we started using ECOBOT and then we decided to start trying out some of these other uh, options. One of the options that we tried was the R1, and we used that so that we could also use an iPad mini that had ECOBOT. This gave us a little less to carry around. We didn't have to carry around the notebooks and we didn't have to do all that uh, recording of our field data in the field and then transferring it to data in the computer. We did have some issues with uh, the accuracy of the R1 and we also had some issues with the efficiency between switching between apps like Collector and Ecobot. And then we decided to try the R2 with the TDC 600 With these, we're using Trimble Connect um, and TerraFlex. After we adopted these two, these are the ones that we went with the R2 and the TDC-600. We named them R2-D2 and uh, C3PO. Um, And so we're using these two devices in combination with an iPad Mini so that we can use EcoBot as well, and we're finding that they're very efficient. Um, And we'll kind of talk about how we're using those today. So uh, first thing that we do uh, is we've got to design our transects. And so we design our transects, we put our sampling locations along those transects, and we're able to put those into Trimble Connect, which is the desktop uh, version of our uh, TerraFlex, which we're using in the TDC-600. We're also doing a desktop review of data, NWI data, NHD data, FEMA soil, things like that, and anything relevant we can also use and include as background files for our field use so that when we're in the field we can actually walk to those locations, see our location relevant to that. We can actually, you know, include the background imagery as well. Um, so that's really been handy. We can set up the data that we're going to collect in the field. Uh, if it's a wetland point, we want a name, we want a type of wetland, we want to add images. Um, But basically, we can customize it however we want and make it very user-friendly for our field use. Other than that, before we go in the field, we just got to check EcoBot for any updates, check TerraFlex for any updates. And then we can use paper maps for any kind of raster information that um, we can include as background files. For example, infrared maps, historical aerials, USGS topos, things like that. Um, But it's far less paper maps and notebooks that we have to carry because we've got our iPad and our GDC-600. And so I'll let Casey kind of talk about our actual field work.
3: Thanks, Chris. Um, Before I get into um, the field collection process with R2System, I'd like to talk a little bit about the drones and how they help us save time and effort in the field. Holloway has three FAA-certified drone pilots on staff. And before we do our field surveys, if we have a large enough project where time and budget will allow, we recommend flying the drone to get an idea of what the current conditions of the site are, and if there are any areas of interest to pay close attention to. Having that current look of the site saves time in the field and uh, data collection efforts. So we love our R2D2 and C-3PO because we no longer need to carry multiple paper maps since we can have the aerial image with the NHD, NWI, floodplain, et cetera, on the unit. And with EcoBot, we no longer need to carry the soil indicator guidebook or wetland plan indicator references. The R2 can be slightly more cumbersome than the geo unit that we used to use because it needs to be mounted on a pole. Um, you can also mount it on a backpack, but we use the pole. However, the pole can be beneficial if you have a hard to reach point like uh, an ordinary high water mark on a steep bank. You can extend the pole over that point to get a more accurate reading. Additionally, you can use a range finder uh, for putting points in inaccessible areas or areas that are blocked um, for satellite connectivity like underneath bridges or under dense tree canopies. And the pole can also double as a walking stick, which is really helpful on slippery situations. If you're hooked up to the internet or have a hotspot, the accuracy can be within inches, and um, office personnel can watch the mapping live through the Trimble Connect website. And the system is very efficient in the field with the two devices, the TDC-600 and the iPad, one person can be collecting the GPS data, while the other person is collecting the data point information with Ecopot on the, on the iPad. Now I'll kind of walk you through what TerraFlex looks like as you enter the data in the field. The forms are the data points and lines that you've collected. We typically use lines and points and have specific information like... Ordinary have watermarks, upland wetland data points, wetland boundary lines, and miscellaneous lines and points to cover things like culverts, ditches, and other areas of interest. On the map view, uh, you can see the data that you've collected so far, and it's really easy to, to read because everything is color-coded, so you know exactly what kind of points that you've put where. And um, when you're ready to log a point or a line, you can click on the type of form that you want to use from either the home screen or by clicking the plus sign on the top right of the map view. And uh, so, like Chris, Chris mentioned before, you can customize what data you collect in each form. We note the type of wetland we're mapping within the data point feature and any relevant comments. One feature we really like is that you can take photos and they'll be logged to that point. So we no longer have to label photos in the office, which saves even more time. Um, When you're done collecting data in the field and when you have Wi-Fi connection, you can sync the app to send the data to the cloud. And now Chris will discuss the post-processing of the data.
2: Okay, so previously when we had the geos, we would have to go back to the office and use Pathfinder Office to do differential corrections. With the R2 and the TDC600, corrections are done in real time. So we don't have to do any post processing, which saves us some time there. We can download from uh, Trimble Connect straight into a shapefile, a KMZ, a CSV. We can QA, QC within Trimble Connect. Uh, so any one of our team members can um, log into Trimble Connect, even with our one license. So, you know, unlike ArcMap, only two of our Team members have ArcMap, and so only two people can look at ArcMap at one time, especially given now that we're remote. Um, But we can uh, look at the photos that are tied at any points, lines, and polygons. The other thing that we need to do post-processing is update our ECOBOT forms. And the latest update to ECOBOT has been extremely handy for us. Previously, we were doing the updates in the iPads, but now with the latest Uh, version of EcoBot, we can do it from our desktop computers, uh, which has been a lot more efficient for us as well. And then I'll let Kelly kind of take it away with talking about our final products.
4: Thanks, Chris. With all this information, we then prepare our reports. Um, With this information, we can consolidate and refine this data into a comprehensive technical report. This newer GPS combined with ECOBOT has helped us to create more streamlined and consistent reports, especially for those very dynamic and more complicated project areas that have multiple wetlands and transition lines. And so we are able to ensure that we check out every single feature or every single dark spot as they occur since we now have aerial imagery available when doing those delineations. Since we are able to conduct a more thorough field investigation with the added layers on our GPS units. And combined with the iPad and Ecobot, we generally spend less time updating wetland data sheets as access to soil indicators, plant wetland statuses as more readily accessible. At Holloway, we have a very stringent QAQC process. With Trimble Connect, we are able to more efficiently and effectively review the data that was collected. We're able to view the exact locations, the associated photos on the ground, verify that data point and wetland names are consistent between the report and data forms to ensure ensure consistency throughout, creating less confusion with the core, resulting in speedier verifications, which is very key, um, especially now, (laughs) lately. Um, Lastly, we are able to easily share this information, whether it be with the client, the regulatory agencies, such as the Army Corps of Engineers, or other agencies as needed using the Trimble Connect website. Um, We haven't truly capitalized on this feature just yet, but we're really excited about its capabilities. Um, In summary, we love it. This is something that we found works really well with our team. We know it may not be an exact fit for everyone, but it's our little Goldilocks Just Right system (laughs) after trying everything. Um, With our affectionately named RTD2 system, we have increased efficiency in tailoring data to fit our clients' needs and survey requests from wetland delineations, Seagrass surveys, oyster surveys, t surveys, and tree surveys, to just name a few. Um, it's easy to use, easy to update with a very user-friendly interface. The system allows for live views to help answer any questions while the teams are out in the field. With this live view, when connected to a hotspot, we can see exactly where the team is, see what they've delineated, and help to verify any information from the office, which is super helpful as the project manager, even when it comes to access of properties. Um, we have also noticed increased efficiency with our junior level staff as they are able to click through and choose from multiple choice items to help them learn the plants, the soil indicators, what to look for when delineating wetlands and water bodies, which has helped in getting them trained up to eventually become team leads. For our more experienced staff, on the other hand, this has been more helpful um, to get to just get them through a quick, quicker delineation. Um, They're able to snap photos quickly with less labeling and deciphering field notes when post-processing the data, which can sometimes be (laughs) difficult. Um, As mentioned earlier, the QAQC process has become more streamlined with less time spent creating KMZs, editing KMZs, and mining through countless pictures to see what's going on. It creates more organized and accessible data for project managers, our director, and even our president to kind of get a good understanding of what is going on and what to expect moving forward. With all these capabilities, we are seeing reduced errors across the board, which is why we all have smiling faces looking down into our little soil pit. You know, if you have any questions um, or if you need any support with wetland delineations or environmental surveying, please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. We can be reached at hollowayemd.com. Thank you.
0: All right, well, thank you, Team Holloway. Good stuff. So I want to transition now over into uh, ESRI's field maps uh, application and how that might be able to fit in this industry as well. So uh, Doug, I'm going to let
5: you take it from here. Thanks, Jeremy. All right. Well, thanks for getting a chance to to talk to you folks today. We're, uh, we're certainly excited about the work that Ecobot and, uh, and this community is doing and I'm looking forward to opportunities to, to collaborate together in the future. Just kind of taking a step back uh, about where we've been. Uh, back in 2013, we initially launched uh, Collector, and Collector was obviously the uh, focused application designed for field data collection and inspection workflows. But we know, uh, and that is just a part of a field operations workflow, and it it ends up being a sort of a cyclical process by which you plan the, the work that's going to be needed. You get to the site where you need to perform the work. You actually capture the information, delineate the wetlands, et cetera. And then you feed that back and make that accessible to decision makers and others in the organization. And then the process oftentimes starts again. So as we started to build out the workflow here in terms of other apps, Uh, So we added apps like Workforce uh, and Navigator. And these apps were designed to target specific aspects of that workflow. As we found customers uh, starting to use multiple apps, um, we found that that added a lot of overhead. Um, So it became a little bit harder to manage. Uh, It became harder to to deploy and train uh, field staff on. And so we really took a step back to think about how might we, we do this a little bit better. So, that is really with the genesis of ArcGIS Field Maps, which is a new uh, product that we released uh, late in uh, last year in 2020, uh, November to be exact. And the vision for ArcGIS Field Maps is that within a single application, you can perform all of the necessary functions that you need to, to complete when you're out in the field. So, planning, navigation, of course, data collection and capture is a big piece of that, but also the coordination aspect. And in thinking about how do we do that, you know, what, is, what does that benefit you as, a, as an end user uh, or someone who's managing one of these, uh, these types of projects? Well, it's one app to train. Um, it's one app to deploy. Uh, it's one app to manage. And again, of course, all of this data, as it has for our, the other apps that we've uh, talked about just a few minutes ago, those are apps that... Uh, also, feed data back into your organization and make it available uh, to others. Uh, so we talked about a number of, of apps before. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about Collector, uh, which we know many of you uh, EchoBot customers uh, use um, today. We also, of course, have other apps like Collector, or like Explorer, for example, which is a, a mapping app to allow you to navigate and do other, other map-based tasks. Um, And tracking, so the first aspect and what's been released in ArcGIS Field Maps is bringing the capabilities of these three apps into a single mobile application called ArcGIS Field Maps. Uh, So this is a superset of the, the capabilities that you've had in any one of those apps. So some of those capabilities that may have only been in one of those apps, now all of those capabilities exist in Field Maps. And there were a couple of apps that we have yet to incorporate. But again, thinking about the the longer term vision of where we're heading with uh, ArcGIS Field Maps, uh, that will also include uh, workforce management. So I can task and send assignments out and coordinate my field activities. But also of course, being able to use navigation capabilities uh, and leverage the GIS information, potentially your own private road networks. Uh, using navigators capabilities today, and again, incorporating those into ArcGIS field maps as well. So, again, sort of a one stop shop for you to complete all of those workflows uh, within the ArcGIS platform. We do have a, we've always had, it, of course, our mobile applications. And um, ArcGIS field maps now also includes a, a web application that is designed to help author, simplify, and streamline and manage your field deployments. So of course the folks in the in the field are going to be using the mobile application, but the GIS analysts in the back office, of course, have lots of tasks to do to prepare the work for those folks before they go out into the field, but also of course once they return uh, and processing that data. So again, you know, just to highlight on the on the mobile app side, of course, you could do the data collection capabilities that you've seen uh, in a Collector but also new capabilities that are coming. So just a kind of a recap of of some of the key capabilities that you'll see in ArcGIS Field Maps today. Um, So again, map viewing, obviously Explorer was our primary and premier app for viewing your map information online and offline, allowed you to do searching, um, uh, compass navigation, for example. All of those capabilities uh, were available uh, to you uh, in Explorer. That is now available on field maps. Uh, Hierarchy data collection, as as the Holloway team talked about the need for for using an external GPS and and finding the right one for you. uh, We of course still uh, support all of the the common vendors. Uh, We support Trimble receivers, EOS receivers, uh, Bad Elf, Leica and and the rest. And of course you can continue to capture point line area features uh, along with that. One key uh, benefit of field maps that is a new capability is the ability to support smart forms. So being able to author and configure your form to make it the most efficient way possible for that data to get collected. Obviously, uh, as we all know, field work is is time consuming and expensive uh, and we're always looking to reduce both of those. Uh, So the field maps now supports a much better uh, story for allowing you to author those, those forms and then take, take them out the field and make that work a little bit simpler. And then, of course, other aspects like map markup. Uh, map markup is something that was previously only available in, in Explorer but allows you to basically create some personal markup in your map, uh, maybe some notes that you want to take for an area you need to revisit. Uh, you can also, of course, share those as well. So, we've taken a look at the at the mobile application, and, and again, that's really meant to be very easy to, to get started with. Uh, it's, again, the capabilities and the user experience that you're already familiar with, uh, if you've used one of the, the apps already, uh, Collector or Explorer, for example. But we I did want to take a few minutes to talk about the, the new web application that comes along with Field Maps. and. This is part uh, of ArcGIS Online, uh, and it's also available for ArcGIS Enterprise if, if you happen to be using ArcGIS Enterprise. But this is really uh, designed for the GIS analyst, the person that's defining and managing the field operations that, uh, and obviously as the, that, the scale of that grows, it gets more and more complex. Um, so what it allows you to do is do a number of different things to prepare that, that map and configure that map uh, such that when it's used, it streamlines the workflow. So, for example, uh, you can configure the the properties uh, of the map. You can configure the content within the map. Um, you can also manage off and predefine offline areas so that you're not requiring the the person that's going out in the field to necessarily take on that additional task. And then, of course, making it very easy to share and deploy maps. So, many of these tasks you already have done today through ArcGIS Online or ArcGIS Enterprise. But this centralizes all of those tasks necessary to manage that in one in a one-stop shop. So where are we heading with ArcGIS Field Maps? Uh, so we, uh, are, as I said earlier, our initial release uh, was in uh, late last year. We are continuing to update on a quarterly cycle. So our next uh, update is planned for the end of March. Uh, and we're going to be continuing to augment our smart form capabilities. Um, within the app but also trying to allow you to further configure how the app works so and maybe limiting certain capabilities for field users who may or may not be as as familiar with some of the more advanced capabilities that are available and then of course we've got some uh some additional uh, capabilities on location tracking which is very valuable if you're wanting to make sure that you can Document where that you've been uh, and see that uh, later for and maybe use that for future analysis. Now, in terms of uh, collector uh, and explorer and field maps, we talked about those capabilities being available today. And you can just take the maps that you've used in Collector, open them up in field maps, and work just as you have before. Uh, collector, Explorer, and uh, Tracker are planned to be retired at the end of 2021. Uh, so those those apps are not currently being enhanced. We are, of course, continuing to support them. Um, but our development energies are being uh, dedicated to ArcGIS field maps. And we really do believe that it's going to be a pretty easy transition. Um, if you've looked at field maps at all, it looks very much like Collector. There are times when I look at, uh, if I'm looking at a map, and I really have a hard time differentiating between the two. Uh, so very easy to, to kind of move from one to the other. So this is just kind of a, a brief overview of ArcGIS Field Maps. We've got some great literature and some learn lessons that are out on ArcGIS.com. If you're interested in trying it out, learning more, uh, and uh, with that, I'll turn it back over to you, Jeremy.
0: Great, thanks, Doug. You know, I want to say I I've, I've played with field maps a little bit in conjunction with Ecobot uh, and. Still don't have a full understanding of how that's going to work quite yet, but part of that's going to happen as we create that patch, as you uh, spoke to earlier. So that's something that's on our docket list to make that seamless uh, stitch back and forth between EcoBot and uh, Field Maps here this year and uh, make that easier for people who have been using Collector and still want to continue to use that simpler type of uh, functionality in conjunction with ECOBOT. Thank you for listening to the ECOBOT podcast. On the next episode, we'll hear more from our panel as they answer questions on ways to de-risk and increase workflow efficiency with technology. If you like what you heard, take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how ECOBOT is helping transform the industry and to see what we can do to help your company you can find us at www.ecobotapp.com. I'm Jeremy Shady, and I'll see you next time on the Ecobot Podcast.